Well, it's a very special podcast that we're bringing you today because we're talking all about fostering in North Yorkshire. And I'm joined on Zoom by Sue. And first of all, Sue, thank you so much for your time. It's lovely to see you and to meet you on Zoom. But tell us a bit about your story and and why you started fostering and when you started fostering. Um, Okay, we started fostering the May of 2020. So right in the middle of the pandemic and the lockdowns. Um, we started our training the November before in 2019 when I decided to give up work and to pursue the fostering. I worked in schools, nursery schools and things all my life, worked and been involved in children and it was something I felt I had skills in those areas um, and time and love to give to children. I had quite a few friends who had been fostering for quite a long time so I've seen their journeys through the process I mean, it was something we'd talked about for a long time, but it wasn't something we were able to do until our grown-up daughters sort of left home permanently and found their own places to live, and we had some spare space. Um, so, yeah, we were very fortunate. A month after we were passed through panel to be foster carers, um, we got two gorgeous little girls, sisters, to care for, and they came to us in the May. Um They come from a larger group of siblings, so there was a whole extended family uh, to get to know and other carers to get to know, um, which was quite daunting during a pandemic because it all had to be done through Zoom and WhatsApp and things like that. But we got there and we kept the girls connected with their family and their siblings and um, we got through the year, we managed to have a little holiday, we managed to have a couple of lockdown birthdays with them, and then the big Christmas arrived, which we were all very excited for, um, both the little girls and the whole of our family as well, because it had been quite a few years since we'd had any little ones to celebrate Christmas with. Tell us a bit about that, because obviously it is it is such a special time of the year, Christmas. And what was it like? What was it like for all of you? Because everybody's kind of in a, in a different place, aren't they? Everybody's got a different place in the family at Christmas. Yeah. Um, our Christmas days, as our nuclear family, had been very traditional and for as many years as I can remember since our little ones came along. Um, obviously, when you introduce other children into the family, their experiences are going to be very different. Their traditions are going to be very different. Um, you have to remember that they may have had some wonderful Christmases, but they may have had some unhappy Christmases as well. So in the lead up to it, we, we talked, we told them about the things we do at Christmas, um, how we decorate, the little quirky things that we maybe do. We encouraged them to try and talk about their memories if they wanted to, anything they wanted to do, how they wanted to see Christmas, um, any traditions they wanted to carry on that they'd done before. Um, You obviously have to remember that they're going to have some anxieties, some worries, um, because it's going to be a whole new scene for them. It's going to be very, very different probably to anything they've encountered before. So you have to prepare them 
this, this is where the talking came in, you know, right, we, we always have a real Christmas tree, we always put the decorations up the week before because of the real Christmas tree, um, and explain everything and why you do everything with the children. Um, we encouraged them to help. My grown-up daughter has an artificial Christmas tree, so we made it a party day where we went round to her house and we all helped to put her decorations up, just so the girls got into the spirit a bit, because I'm not by humbug, but with a real tree, you can't put it up too early. <laughs> um, so it was all just preparing them, nurturing them through the process. If they wanted to talk or if they got a bit sad, being there to listen to them and say, well, how, you know, we can do this, but it's okay to be a bit sad. You're going to miss your siblings. You're going to miss some of your other relatives. You know, we'll try and see them when we can. We spent quite a lot of time making Christmas cards and calendars and things for the family so that we were in, trying to involve them as much as we could, even though we were back in another lockdown, we were trying to reach out to the rest of their family and have them involved as well so yeah that, that was <laughs> the um the communication it, it sounds like it's a real priority of yours and, and and communication is so important isn't it it is you know i mean the little one we had she sort of rode along on the flow and the excitement because she was just at that perfect age for really believing in santa and that properly the older one, she, she definitely had issues from, you know, past years. And we did have, you know, a few tears and a few upsets and things, but you just have to be there and reassure them. And um, sort of a year down the line, you know, they know what to expect this year and they're already pestering, you know, when's the tree going up? What are we doing? This sort of thing, you know, they're, they're in a very different place this year. And that's lovely to see. How, how they have progressed in a year's time. Um, That's great to and, hear and the, as well. And, and, and there's a bit of managing everybody's expectation involved here as well, isn't there? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, <laughs> we'd all got to the stage where you, you have your Christmas dinner, you go and put a film on and then you all have a snooze. When you suddenly have two little ones back in the house, that isn't going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, you um, so yeah, we did have to change some of the things that we did. And the older girl did have, she struggled a bit later in the day, um, you know, again, because she hadn't been physically able to see her siblings and things like that. Um, so it was just being there for her, trying to distract her. Come on, let's get some of your toys out. Let's play a board game, all of us. Um, you know, tr trying to... Well, like I said, trying to distract her and, and and move on sort of thing. So, Yes, I know. It's hard, isn't it, to put yourself back in that lockdown place from, from a year yeah. ago. It, yeah. it, it's hard. Another sort of communication point, isn't it, of explaining, you know, these Ooh. are the rules which, which, you know, kids had never had to hear those kind of things before. Yeah, I mean, most of last year that they were with us, they were in lockdown and you know, you have to think for those poor girls, they were suddenly trapped in a house with two strangers, you know, and that must have been terrifying for them at times. Um, and, you know, you do you do have issues, you know, we had issues with not good sleeping and um, things like that, but they're to be expected. These children have got a lot to think about and a lot on their mind, and especially doing the, during a lockdown, you know, 
I hate to think how I would have felt at that age, just being put in a stranger's house and that's it. We couldn't go anywhere, not even out to a park at first or see family or siblings. And in terms of in terms of your daughters and um, Ian, your husband, um, has it has it sort of changed your own kind of thoughts on on Christmas and the bits that are important? Are there sort of things that happened to you since since last Christmas where you think, oh, actually, yeah, maybe maybe that bit is more important than that bit, or or we'll always try and do something like that? Has there been some other changes to 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 yourselves? Um. Hard to say, really. I'm quite stuck in my ways, but I I can be a little bit of a control person that it has to be just so. Two little ones in the house, it can't be like that. You've got to go with the flow again um, and make sure that they're involved with it and feel part of it and feel part of your family. So I think having the children in the house, it's brought the whole joy and excitement of Christmas back definitely and you know you even though it's a a bit a little bit different you know there's all the things that go on at school so you're involved in that and supporting them with all those sort of things I know it's a bit pared back on normal years but there's that whole package of what goes on around Christmas that you're suddenly more involved with again and and that's lovely from all of us you know don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> it, it, does, it does completely. And, and obviously what I can see, because I'm watching on, on Zoom, is that your face lights up when you talk about some of those things. And, and that, is, that is the joy of having um, kids around at Christmas, mm. that, that Christmas is, is, is really geared up to a, to a kind of an age, isn't it, where, where there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, there are stresses with it, as you've, as you've rightly, as you've rightly said, for all families, and you know, there's all sorts of different bits to get through, and particularly with the lockdown, but but there are some joyous bits as well, aren't there? Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah, uh, uh, and it's the little things that you see as they progress. I, it might sound really trivial, but with my daughters, they always made the paper chains and decorated the bedrooms, so. I introduced that last year and it was totally alien to them. They didn't really get it. They soon lost, you know, they ended up in the bin, I think, you know, that it wasn't a thing for them. And I thought, I'll try again this year. I'll get some. And on some Saturday afternoon, we sat watching Strictly Come Dancing, making our paper chains together. And they're all up in the bedrooms and everything together. And you think they didn't want to do that last year. You know, that wasn't a thing for them. They'd, it was a part of their Christmas. They didn't get any pleasure out of it. And yet this year you see them sat there, you know, and, and and they've got real pleasure out of hanging them up in their bedrooms. And it's the little things like that that really make a difference to them. And I hope we'll give them some lovely memories as, you know, as the years go on. Same as we all have, hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, you've got um, sisters together. How important yeah. do you think it is to try and keep brothers and sisters together when they're when they're fostered? Oh, definitely. Very, very important, if possible. I mean, they, obviously, they're from quite a large family and the siblings in care elsewhere. But we do keep regular contact with them. You know, we've tried to arrange any um, after school activities that they like, you know, to be on the same night. So they go in with the brothers and sisters as you would in normal life you know, like sports activities and things. 
Um, we always try and get together for a few hours on a weekend. If during the lockdowns, we WhatsApped a lot um, so that they could keep in touch. And, and it's definitely, it's lovely to see that when we do meet up, that the other siblings have accepted us as well. So they'll come running over to us and give us a big hug. And, you know, they're excited to see us as well as their sisters. So it's it's like one big family now, but it, they need that as much continuity as possible. So trying to keep siblings together is very important. And they've got those shared experiences and those shared memories as well to talk about and reflect on. So I think that's important and to support each other. For people who are listening to this, who are thinking of starting a fostering journey and, and maybe maybe like you, they've suddenly got got the physical space or or they've got the, the kind of mental mental space from changes in life. What would what would be your message to someone who was who was thinking about doing what you've done? Do it. Just go for it. I mean, there are stresses. I'm not going to deny it. You know, there can be some extremely stressful moments. You are shattered because it is 24 seven definitely 24 seven even when you're sort of going to sleep you're still sort of listening out and worrying about them and everything but there's so many rewards as well and you can see that hopefully you're making a difference and hopefully you're helping to shape these children's futures but you're learning about yourself as well you're learning new skills you're learning new knowledge um the amount of technical stuff I've learned because of lockdown is amazing for an, a lady in her later years. Um, so, yes, just go for it because the little things, like I was talking about the paper chains, when you sit and think about them, you forget about the stressful moments. You, you just focus on the good things and the progress and the difference you see in the children. And that makes it all worthwhile. So definitely go for it. 